that yeah. argument with um, his bully friend was when I realized Cody cannot act. He has not delivered a line <laughs> appropriately this entire movie. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of In Hindsight. We're your hosts, Andrea, Brittany, and Jasmine. We review movies and TV shows from our childhood to see if they still hold up, because sometimes things aren't quite the way you remember them. In today's episode, we will be reviewing The 13th Year, the movie I felt came on Disney Channel every single day in the early 2000s for some reason. It starred Chez Starbuck and Courtney Draper and aired on May 15th, 1999. You will recognize Courtney Draper from the Disney Channel show The Jersey and the movie Stuff Sister for Planet Weird. She is also the voice in a lot of video games, if you like video games. Chess Starbuck didn't have a Wikipedia page, so I know nothing about him. <laughs> the dad was played by uh, Dave Collier, which is the Joey from Full House. Any comments before we start? Okay, first oh. of all, oh, ahead, this Brittany. kid's name is Chess Starbuck? <laughs> yes, yes, girl. <laughs> okay. okay, I remember I, I had a crush. I, I thought he was so cute when I watched this as a kid, but I didn't know his real name was Chess Starbuck. Chess Starbuck. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like one of the star. like he's literally, that name sounds like one of the Starbucks kids, like one of the heirs to the Starbucks fortune. <laughs> yeah, it's making me think of Annie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't. So I did a little digging uh because I do the oh. most. And so do you do y'all watch um Christy Carlson Romano? She has a YouTube channel where she like Is that does... impossible? Yes. And Ren Stevens. She does like this cooking show, but she does it with other Disney Channel stars. And so she had him on an episode and I had never seen it before. This man, he is like Aquaman huge, like six really? three. Uh, you know. He, he was so small when he was 13. <laughs> I know. He is huge. But apparently he was saying that he was discovered in a mall. He was there for a subway sandwich eating contest. And they just happened to be having auditions for this thing. And so Disney saw him on this little show and they were like, come audition. And so that's how he got his start. And then I guess the second round of auditions, he had to swim and show that he could swim or whatever. And then they had him doing all this stuff. So they're like, okay, you got the part. But apparently he did his own stunts in this movie and he almost died. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow, that's brave. He was a I'll, kid. I'll let you yeah, know. Kids out here doing their own stunts? So it was, well, I'll let y'all know which part it was. But apparently how does now, he look now. How does he look now? Because I never um, liked him then. But how does he, he look now? You know, if he was paired up in Aquaman 5 with, like, Jason Momoa, I wouldn't be mad at it. Like, I would oh watch my God. that. So that's that's my rating on that. Um, but I haven't delved into that podcast for that YouTube I video. I don't want, yeah, we'll, we'll link it in the description notes, uh, the description box. Um, but now he has his home, his own home storage solution company in Texas. So if you want oh, to sales, okay. go to Chester Book. That's a oh name, man. And that's my <laughs> that pop culture name. report today. Thank you. It All makes right. me think of Richie Rich also, but okay, keep going, Andrea. He looked like it too. Okay. Oh, wait, um, 
We just did Xenon, right? So Courtney Draper, she also had an episode. She said she was almost Xenon. It was between her and Chris, Kirsten Storms. Really? Not seeing it for her. No, I liked her. I thought she was the best actor of the whole movie. So, so I liked her in this movie. <laughs> Ooh, this is the interest. Oh, anyway. Final, final comment. Thank you, Andrea. Back to you. Those are good comments. I'm very excited about those comments. Okay. Um, the movie opens over water with something indistingu- indistinguishable swimming beneath. We learn that the creature is a mermaid carrying a baby. A man in a fishing boat sees the mermaid and goes after her. To protect the baby, the mermaid drops him off in a basket of another boat called the Tiki and swims away. Once she's led the fisherman away from the baby, she reveals herself to him so, he'll stop, so he would stop chasing her. Excited that he's found a mermaid, the fisherman forgets, he, forgets to steer and crashes his boat. Back on the boat with the baby, a married couple begins sailing back to shore. The couple finds the baby and considers keeping him. The mermaid returns to where she left the baby, but the boat is already gone. The mermaid sees the couple walking on shore with the baby, whom they are now calling Cody. And then the mermaid sadly swims back underwater and leaves. So that's the opening. It was a pretty extensive opening. Um, I just, my first question is, how do we feel about this guy wearing the red hat with the white letters? (laughs) (laughs) So when I, I'm glad you brought that up because when I saw that, I said, oh no, 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 not this white man in this red hat. What does it say? I had to pause and make sure. (laughs) I mean, obviously that wouldn't be it because this is what, 99, but I was like, okay, I don't know. I feel uncomfortable, but his hat said, uh, home is where the fish are. And I said, wow, that's the summary of this whole movie. But anyway. <laughs> that was good. That Disney does stuff like that. Adds little bits of details and stuff. So that was good. Any other thoughts about the opening? I remember watching it and saying, this feels very long. It felt like a very long opening. I agree. Um, it left me with a lot of questions that unfortunately the movie did not answer. No. Like what? But I- I'll, well, one, okay, I just need to know more about the mermaid. How does she have a kid? Where is the other parent? Can she talk? Why does she have to give the baby away? I just, uh, I, uh, wonder, I still don't know any of those things at the end of the movie. Yeah, I don't get why she had to give the baby away. Maybe she couldn't, like, go on land and get it. Maybe she's protecting herself because if she reveals herself, maybe she, but she already showed herself to the other guy. I don't, I don't really know. And You're like right, if two if two mer people have a kid, is the kid human or like does she have a kid with a human? Well, and is they that explain why they it later. Like, they explain why he's human later. See, even though they explain it, it still don't make no sense. But I'm gonna be like they, 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 la- they allow to. the what? They try to. But if that's well, I know we haven't gotten there in the story yet with Jess, but it seemed like based on the theory that they could walk on land at some point. So then I'm like, well, you know what? That would be the whole movie if we talk about this theory. But it's like, why? <laughs> if that's true, if they're half human, why couldn't she have gone up and been like, hey, y'all, this is my baby. Now, do y'all think she had to give it up? Or she was like, bye. I want y'all to raise it. I don't feel like dealing with this anymore. Because I could not tell she was sad. But she just like, whatever. <laughs> on her face uh it was on the camera was on her face for a while and i just i wasn't sure what emotion it was was being conveyed there but yeah 
We she have she needed to talk. Her. She wasn't doing a lot of without talking. Well, I don't know if she, she was happy, sad. Um, she stayed in the talk. same little lake for 13 years. So, is it a lake? I thought I it was. Know, the ocean. I don't know where they are. It has to be the ocean, right? Look, I don't know. I it was, <laughs> it was so you're giving too much into it because that's not the point of the movie. <laughs> no, it is because that's why the movie doesn't work. And you know what? Yeah, ratings at the end, but the movie just does not work as an actual film. It's so confusing. Nothing is answered. Um, yeah, and I was like, why couldn't she talk? Okay, because let's say she had the same thing as Cody. Um, so wouldn't at one point she lived, you know, no, with humans? No, no, she could have always lived underwater. She didn't but necessarily then, live. So how does um, that work? Okay, we'll get into that later. We'll get into it when we get to the part <laughs> where we're doing the research. We're just okay. doing the research. Can I can I just have my other comments beside that? Yeah. I don't even know. First of all, why was she okay, let's say the bait everything makes sense. Why was she swimming near the surface with the little baby? Um that, is, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> with, with like you know the boats are up there. And then when she was running away, like instead of putting the baby on a boat, couldn't she have just swam further down? So he couldn't get her? Right, that's what I said, too. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, maybe I am truly missing something in this film. Like, I have no clue what's going on. Um, it I will say it was not a good... Well, anyway. The Big John, and I know that we don't know his name yet at this point, but he made me uncomfortable throughout this film for several reasons, and I'll make sure to point them out. But this opening scene, I was like, he is really all about this fish, and it's making me just, it's its giving me something that doesn't need to be here. And I just don't, I don't know. Um, the sonar fish finder, the fact that it said sonar fish finder, that made me laugh. <laughs> and um, last, the last comment I'll make, uh, there's some biblical superhero references throughout this film, which is, this this movie is so weird for several reasons. But anyway, we have like the Superman, Aquaman, Moses, and Jesus all in this opening. And it's very interesting. And I, I know Brittany's looking at me like, girl, I thought you was a heathen. I am. But I read here and there. So. <laughs> but does he love this movie? Every time they had space to play something, they were playing this movie. It was okay. it was incessant. It was ridiculous. Didn't he love this movie? So I don't know, I don't know why why you have all these questions, Jasmine, because you must be the only one. <laughs> they really did. It was on all the time. And you know what I just realized? I we I didn't even I didn't get to the other half of this sequence. This is, sequence was 20 minutes. That's the opening. <laughs> I didn't, I just thought about that. Let's listen to what Brittany was saying. <laughs> Lord Jesus. Okay, the parents. Can we just get into them real quick? They were treating this baby like it was a stray dog that they found on the side of the road. And I'm like, were they or was it just the mom? Because the mom gave me, she gave me anti-vax, Jenny McCarthy. Oh, Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) I will bring that up when we get to that. But I don't, did you get to that summary where they found the baby? We're still at the beginning. We haven't made it past the opening. Okay. We got to slow down. Oh, wait, we are at the, them finding the baby, right? Or no? Yeah, no, we found the baby. Okay. Okay, so then the dad said, This isn't a dollar bill you find laying on the sidewalk. And I was like, You're right, you're right. (laughs) That was funny. That made me laugh. But that's true. It really isn't. I'm also (laughs) glad that the guy didn't try to catch the mermaid. 
because I don't know. I did feel nervous for the mermaid, even though she wasn't really giving much of anything <laughs> with her <laughs> acting. Not a thing. Um, not one not, thing. Now he nope. crashed his whole boat. Whole boat. I don't understand. And I'm like, how did he get the money that fast to fix it? But it don't matter. Um, I mean, I have questions again. Finances. <laughs> Whatever oh, little town they're in. I thought about you when I, I was like, I know she's going to ask what they do. <laughs> anyway. This um, like they all on broke down boats, so. <laughs> pretty much. But yeah, the mom was just like, let's name it Cody. Like, again, ma'am, this is not a pet. This is a whole human child. And like later on, we know they tried to find it, but it was like, they just carried on. Can you imagine? I'd be like, well, I don't know what you're going to do, baby, but you won't be coming home with me. But I'm just a curmudgeonly person. Um, The last, <laughs> Audrey. <laughs> I just want to point out this one line and then I'm done with this weird opening. To, so the the woman, the wife, whatever her name is, she says they're starting this Torbo company. She says, I want to start a new life free from the constraints of a bourgeois capitalistic experience. And I said, hold on a minute. Why, what is this dialogue? Why is this here? And then later I, I was like, mm, I will put some together and I'm going to see what y'all think about this interpretation. But also a part of me was like, girl, you should have just joined the, the soul skaters at this point. <laughs> and that's all I got to say. We're going to live with Aunt Judy on Earth. Exactly. That's all I got to say. 13 years later, Cody works with his parents on the Tiki 2, a rundown boat charting tourist. He is also part of, a, part of the swim team um, that is on the cusp of making the state championships for the first time. But since the Tiki 2 has broken down, Cody is late to the meet, so he has to rush to get there. He makes it in the nick of time and comes in, comes in second place in his race as predicted by his mean bully friend captain. After the race, a kid with a trombone falls into the pool and Cody saves him. Later, the fisherman from the beginning docks and other fishermen make fun of him for searching for a mermaid. We find out that that man is um, Jess's or the kid with the trombone's dad. At school the next day, Sam's friend tells her that she's lucky to be dating Cody who is the most popular guy in school. In science class, Cody isn't performing well and gets paired with Jess, who is very good in science, which is the kid with the trombone. And then Cody invites Jess to his birthday party, kind of offhandedly, and then after school, which every freaking kid is attending, which would annoy me, Jess shows up at the birthday party, but the swim captain is mean to him, so he leaves before he talks to Cody. All right, so I'm going to stop here. I, I want to hear your comments on Sam's gift because I laughed out loud when he brought that present. I watched the movie. I was not expecting that. I, I don't know if you can see my eye roll. I, I saw your Sam. eye roll. I saw but your eye roll. That, Sam, <laughs> Sam is the worst person for me besides Sean and Big John. Sean John. Uh, girl, how how dare you? So you think that I want a picture of you as a gift? You better run me. You should have just gone down to Sam Goody and got me a gift card because that's terrible. That is the worst <laughs> gift. I said, how dare you? And it's got little seashells around it. Girl, I see you every day at middle school. I don't need a picture of you. That was terrible. Worst. That was so funny to me. I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> Um, I was like, look, she's confident. That, she's confident. 
The fact that he looked around. What do you say? I said the fact that he looked around too, like before he kissed her, it was like, wait, let me check. Is anybody around? Like, are my parents here? That also had me laughing. (laughs) The whole scene was so awkward. (laughs) I mean, yes. Yes, very. The whole, the whole party, um, the beet cake, um, why? Red velvet. I was disappointed. I was so bad. I was like, mom, do you hate me? This, this is, did I do something to make you bad? Why would you do this to me? I'm like, girl, if you don't go down to Sam's Club and get you a little cute sheet sheet cake and call it a day, like a beach cake. Anyway, I, I'm over it. Go ahead, Brittany. Um, so the announcer, okay, I'm going back to the beginning. Sure. But the announcer calls Sean his arch rival, but they're also supposed to be friends. And that, it just didn't make sense to me. Sean is so mean. And <laughs> I don't understand. I don't really know if I understand how swimming works because they're all on the same team, but I guess competing against each other. But I was just like, where's the sportsmanship? Because they made it real clear that Sean does not care about Cody. And then. I was just like, how did Cody get popular all of a sudden? Was he always popular or just because of the race? Like, I, it didn't, he didn't give me popular kid vibes. But no, as I was watching this, I was like, this kid is rude. I don't actually like Cody. Why no. is he so mean um, to, what's his face, Jess? I was, uh, I was like, mm. as, a little, as, a, as a kid, I was like, oh, he's so cute. But now I'm watching him, I'm like, oh, he was very rude. See, I and like, he was cute. We have different tastes in <laughs> men. I thought, I don't know. I thought he was cute as a kid. Chez Starbuck. <laughs> well, if he's 6'3 now, he might be cute now. Okay, so. Yeah, y'all, you were right. y'all let me know. Y'all let me know what y'all think. Text it to me later on. Um, <laughs> yeah, Cody sucked as a character. And I was like, I really don't care what happens to you either way. But here we are. Um, I got to finish yeah. this film. So. Yeah, and an actor. He was a terrible actor. It was such a downgrade from Marnie and and Xenon to watch this kid be the star in this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, every time they would every time they would zero in on a character's face and it would just pop, like, every time, not just the mermom, it just (laughs) was awkward. I felt so awkward trying to figure out what emotion are they conveying as they keep showing just the face as they're staring. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, Andrea, you said Marnie. I think this is the same director that directed Halloween Town. And I was like, you had nothing to work with here. <laughs> so, so, so. No. Oh, really? Except for a beautiful setting. Yeah, they were Other in that, Canada, no. I think. I don't know. I feel like they were trying to pass it off. But I was like, Mahoney Bay. Let me go to Google. Where is that? Um, the what made me laugh at the beginning, the tour boat. First of all, the the mom said, We don't want to be in this capitalistic regime, but what do y'all do? Start a tourism company. Okay, cool. But <laughs> the lady on the boat, when she was complaining, she was oh. like, I five dollars. All these high expectations. Girl, it's five dollars. You should expect absolutely nothing. You shouldn't even expect a boat to be there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because even in 99 $5 to get on a boat, I still feel like that. That's low. That's not a lot. And I love Cody's energy. He he did not acknowledge her. Now, one time, he just kept whatever he was doing with that boat. No, I would have done the same thing. Like, okay, ma'am, you see I'm busy. All right. 
Um, Brittany, what you said about the announcer, I was like, why would, first of all, why would you all know that they're arch, ne- arch nemesis or arch rivals? And like, why would you say this at a swim meet? That just well, seems so if they're, they're If they're always coming in first and second, all of their meets over a few years, they're called, they would be considered rivals. Okay. It was just weird. I was like, y'all are starting drama. Some instigators. Them announcers. Yeah, they set but- it up. So you would never believe they would be friends. And then they tried to make them friends. Yeah, I didn't understand the relationship. And I kind of never no. knew his name, so I kept writing bully friend because I couldn't understand, <laughs> is this your friend or is this your bully? I don't understand. Some some people, that's their relationship, unfortunately. Uh, I don't know. Because it was weird because like, at one point he'd be like, you'll always be in second. And then he'd be like, hey, what up, man? I'm just like, hey, can y'all choose which one? Um, the coach made me laugh on several occasions him did y'all have your subtitles on because it kept saying he was crying softly and i don't know why that sent me <laughs> no i didn't have my subtitles on <laughs> i had them on but i don't remember that he kept saying every meet was the best day of his coaching life and he'd be like <laughs> like okay this is middle school swimming but um all right um just almost drowning these adults don't care about anyone's safety. He was just like, mm-hmm. get him out the pool. Not, oh my gosh, you're drowning. I just, mm. and also it's a sousaphone, apparently. I, I too thought it was a tuba, and I'm like, I don't know anything about instruments. So it's a sousaphone? That's, yeah, that's what the big one is called. Ah, well, thank you for doing research. Keep it us, uh, Jasmine with the facts. Facts, right? With keeping us with the intelligence. Uh, uh, okay, I'm gonna try to be brief real quick. So the swim, the whole swimming in this whole movie. So I don't know if y'all heard this story, but apparently swimming caps for natural black hair aren't allowed at the Olympics. So yeah, yeah y'all are terrible. Uh, but that's just what kept uh, kept popping in my mind. Sean, Samantha does not want you, girl. Even though she was flirting with him later, because she just is terrible. Um, <laughs> I was okay. The popularity thing. He's always in second. How is he pop? How is he the most popular kid in school? Is because he he's nicer he, than his bully friend. Why a smidgen? Right, it's a real small. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's true. It doesn't make any so sense. You're right, so though. What you say? Maybe he's just a nice kid. I don't know. There were too many kids at his birthday party. So. Oh, yeah, that de- social distance, please. Um, in middle school, I would assume that you, in order to be on a team, any team, you would have your grades would have to be OK. But he got a straight up if. And I said, this must be consistent <laughs> for you. So how are you still on the team? I, I just I don't know. Um, but did y'all notice every time Jess popped up starting here, like at the classroom, they would play the little sound? Like the Sousa mm-hmm. no. the, the tuba sound. Every time he would be, it'd be like tuba. I'm like, okay, I get it. Y'all got to calm down with that. Also, the I teacher was that. apparently on the Jamie Foxx show. So, tidbit. That's funny. But yeah, Cody wasn't a cool guy. I'm sorry. He invited this poor boy who had never had a friend before. He came. He didn't stand up for I had some comments about Jess. Jess was getting on my nerves. Was he? Yeah, <laughs> he was giving me. Um, he made me think of Neville, but I do feel like they overdid it on the nerd part. Oh, because, um, for sure. It's gonna come up later though. So yeah, 
Okay, that night, the mermaid returns, and Cody has a dream about seeing her. In the morning, he goes to turn off his alarm clock, but destroys it when he sparks it after touching it. He goes to drink orange juice, but his hand is stuck to the carton. Later, when he goes to the beach to ask Jess to tutor him in biology, Jess says that he will if Cody teaches him how to swim. When they shake to seal the agreement, Jess sees scales on Cody's hands, which were gross. The scales disappear later that day. At school, Jess and Cody plan to meet at Jess's house to study, where Cody goes and explores Jess's dad's private mermaid warehouse after Jess explicitly asked him not to go in there. And then um, Jess's dad, in a creepy way, reveals that he's seen a mermaid. Cody tells his parents about the problems he's having with his body, and they don't believe him, as you do. Cody and Sam go on a date at a carnival where Cody reveals that his mother chose to give him acupuncture instead of going to a doctor because she hates doctors. Back at home, his hands and feet get stuck to the wall, and he, and he climbs the ceiling. So his parents finally call a doctor who diagnoses him with puberty because all of these adults suck. Cody complains that, about the incompetence of his adults to Jess, who offers to do some tests on Cody to figure out what's wrong with him. Jess's dad overhears this conversation. All right, that's that's it for this section. Why are TV parents like this? Why are they why are they like why are they this bad at their their jobs? <laughs> Every single parent that we see All of them. Are, I was just going to say that not there's not one parent in here. I so if we're thinking about parents, one I don't know why Jess's dad be lurking in the shadows Thank so you. much. <laughs> they made him seem so creepy, yes. and they didn't redeem him either. And so I don't, I don't know why they chose to make him. I get that he, you know, is supposed to be this guy that believes in this mermaid thing, and nobody believes him, so he's weird. But I mean, he, they made him seem not just eccentric, but like a stalker, like strange, dangerous. What is it, stranger danger? <laughs> And yeah, I was like the bully friend. They couldn't decide what they wanted to do with him. They needed to pick one. <laughs> yeah. And I would not want to be around Jess's dad. So then I felt bad for Jess. It was just weird. It was just very odd. Um, and this is where also with Jess, like they overdid it on the nerd part. Because he said something like, we don't have friends. We have weird hobbies. It was like, no, <laughs> you're misrepresenting nerds, sir. No. Yeah. <laughs> They tried really hard, and I feel like I feel like they're writing it from like the perspective of somebody what they think a nerd is, and not like somebody who's an actual nerd. Because <laughs> right. Dungeons and Dragons—that's the definition of having a crew. If you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, you have a crew. Yeah, exactly. That is a good point. Um, I also immediately thought this mom does not believe in doctors. I bet she doesn't believe in COVID either. <laughs> Oh, girl, yeah. One of those, like, what What was her issue? Because they never explained either. What was, why was she so adamant against doctors? She said they're all quacks or something. Like, ma'am, how did you make it to this point in life? What happened to you? I just. <laughs> I, I, I think it might have been a trend back then. Um, this is when fad diets and stuff were super popular. So all this, like, clean eating stuff was. They weren't very good at it in the 90s, but they were trying, I guess. But your son is turning into a fish. <laughs> you don't think this might be a time to bring in a professional. You were just like, oh, it's just a phase. Or, it's just a phase. Know, it's something. fine. Nothing natural medicine can't fix, as she said. Yeah. 
Yeah, and this was the around the time people started making the connection between vaccines and autism and all that foolishness started. So um, it was on trend, but I don't know why they had her be this way. It didn't really go anywhere because I'm like, she changed her mind very quickly. Like once he was on the ceiling and I don't remember if he got there, but once we were on the ceiling, um, she was like, get the doctor. So her beliefs weren't that uh um, even though I was like, are they making fun of her or are they reinforcing this? Cause the doctor wasn't helpful whatsoever. So she kind of, he kind of proved her point and I was like, okay, I don't know what they're doing here. Um, this whole thing. So like the doctor diagnosing him with puberty, I was like, okay, I mean, that's what the whole movie is about. I don't, I'm not sure what they're trying to say here, but like, obviously the turning into a fish is a metaphor for going through puberty, but like they were trying to soften it or like make it more palatable I guess for people because like the you know what this is probably not uh, suitable for children but the part where the parents were in the room and he was laying in the bed and he had Samantha's picture I said oh no what are y'all trying to say (laughs) he was yeah he was uh trying to be have some alone time with the picture he was having (laughs) He was having dreams. Like, I was like, okay, y'all aren't even really trying to be subtle with this. Uh, That's funny. That's funny. So I was like, okay, it was too much. Um, The Spider-Man references. I don't know what movie came first. Him getting on the ceiling and sticking to stuff. I was like. This one came first. This was before Spider-Man. The first one. Oh, so this is the the inspo. (laughs) I, okay. I'm just saying. (laughs) If you say so. (laughs) I'm just saying it's just very interesting that same thing happens, but okay. Um, Can y'all explain to me the scene where they're just looking at their hands? Because I was like, why is the mom, is she high? Like, she sees him looking at his hands. Oh, yeah, where they're just turning around. And the dad comes in, and he's like, what is happening? But then he started looking at his hands. I was like, you could have just said, hey, what are you looking at? But instead, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that was weird. I didn't know what was happening there. I don't know if she's trying to be a cool mom or something and just, like, to imitate. I I mean, I don't like the mom at all, so I can't tell (laughs) you. She was wonky. (laughs) She got on my nerves. This unexplained aversion to, you know, it makes sense at all. But wonky is a great word. I think that's it. Um, Cody, you know, he was just dealing with psoriasis. It wasn't no big deal, you know, but it was making me itchy, y'all. I couldn't watch that. It was nasty. Yeah, I didn't like I know, that either. I know it was making me gotten, so uncomfortable. <laughs> I know we haven't gotten fully into his transformation, but those close-ups, I said, nah, it's okay. Let's just fast forward. I know what's happening here. Um, Jess telling his business out loud at the school. I was like, you can't be talking about folks' conditions. You know, he, he has to be the most <laughs> popular guy in school, so... And also, s'mores are not for kids, okay? When I tell you I had a s'more last week, <laughs> they, they, everything, okay? <laughs> <laughs> really, really hit, you know what I'm saying? I, I, Brittany, uh, I agree but, with you. Big John is creepy. Mad creepy throughout this whole film, and oh, I didn't know I how did to feel know about it. I that was it. his name. That's his name? Because yeah. that doesn't make him any less creepy. Exactly. It only adds that's, to it. That's a problem. Um, I also, okay, I want to say 
Another reason why I didn't like Cody is because he was only nice to the nerd because he needed something from him. Yeah. So he yeah, said, oh, yeah. if you tutor me, now I'll be your friend because I need you to help me pass this class. Mm-hmm. There's no other reason. No other reason. Exactly. No, no redeeming qualities when we get to the I mean, age. he saved him at the beginning from drowning <laughs> because the coach wouldn't do anything. He was pretty much like, okay, I guess I'll go in or whatever. Like, he wasn't like, oh, no, I've got to save you. Um, and that poor, you know, he, I, I did feel he was thirsty the whole movie. I said, Lord, let me drink some water because he was making me thirsty. I said, let me grab my water bottle because oh, every yeah, five minutes. The, uh, the secondary message of the film was be hydrated. Yeah. And I did too get some water while I was watching yeah. this movie because he kept drinking water. And I was like, I also need to be hydrated. Don't be out here being thirsty. That's what gets you in trouble. But that's another, that's for another, another podcast. Um, I am disgusted thinking about how in middle school I used to drink out that dang water fountain. That's disgusting. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> It's wonder we don't have all the diseases. I just, well, now we do. But uh, <laughs> did y'all did y'all see Kristen Stewart in this? Was she in this? Kristen yeah. Stewart. Yeah, girl. When she was, was she in this? When when Cody was at the water fountain and they had that line of kids, she was one of the kids waiting really? for the water fountain. Completely missed it. Completely missed she it. Had, she had a white turtleneck. I only know because I went to IMDb and I said. She got a credit for this, so that I had to go down another. She was just on Xenon, and they was like, "Come on, we need another extra. Come over here. Come to this set." <laughs> she is the most non. I cannot stand her as a character. As a, I just. It's no wonder I didn't recognize her because she'd be the most nondescript person <laughs> in all her movies. <laughs> like just giving absolutely zero emotion. She could have been a mermaid. Not nondescript. I'm done. Um, go ahead, Brittany. We about to say something. I think I'm ahead. I was gonna talk about Sam, but I think I'm ahead. Oh, you are ahead. Well, he, okay. Well, he so, went on the I'll date, see. right? I thought he. Uh, they went, on, he the went date, on the date. Yeah. Okay. Was that what you were gonna talk about? I don't think so. I feel like she only existed to be his girlfriend. But oh, okay. I was going to bring up something that didn't happen yet. So it's okay. Oh, okay. okay but okay. to be fair, Greg only existed to be Xenon's boyfriend. So to be fair. Yeah, we know that's right. <laughs> um, let me, okay, this has nothing. This is just a question that I don't need to answer to. But if she didn't believe in uh, Western medicine, did Cody have all his inoculations before he started school? Because he just came off the boat. You know, I'm just wondering how he got into school if she didn't believe in doctors. But you know what? Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Does he have medical records, a birth certificate? Who knows? Um, His parents didn't listen to him, even though he was coming to them with legitimate, very legitimate concerns. (laughs) Evidence and everything. (laughs) Here we are again. How many of these movies are going to be parents who don't listen? I'm just so tired. Um... I just, I don't know, the acupuncture, sure, sure, Jan, if that's what you want to do, I just want people to know that (laughs) essential oils do not cure diseases, but that's neither here nor there. Don't join an MLM. There's my uh, PSA for the day. Um, Yeah, Cody's rude. 
because when he not, he didn't electrify her, he did the static electricity thing, and he was just laughing at her and wouldn't tell her what was going on. And I didn't appreciate that when they were on the date. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. She okay, was so <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, so I remember this part. They were on the I date. I feel like I don't remember the date at all. Well, it was like two seconds. It was oh, two okay. seconds. Well, I just said she could do better because she was always initiating affection. He didn't really care about her. Um, no. and, and honestly, well, I felt about I mean the ho- the horses and xenon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Um, let's see. We talked about the oh boy on the ceiling diagnosis of puberty. Bop bop bop. Puberty, puberty, puberty. Yeah, people are always uh, they, hiding in the ceiling or just lurking around. Like Big John. Um, and I'll just say, Jess was me uh, learning how to swim. And I still don't know how. So, <laughs> okay, well, Big, Big John came out that boat. He said, Okay, mm. right. Listening to the kids talk, being a weirdo. Um, being um, inky, as you know, I would say. A week later, Jess still doesn't know what's wrong with Cody, but he thinks it has something to do with water. When Jess tells Cody to stay away from Wadi, Cody refuses. Jess is caught studying his dad's mermaid stuff and reads off a theory that says people can live amongst humans until their 13th year. After realizing that, that his dad saw a mermaid 13 years ago, Jess asks his dad to share everything he knows about mermaids. At school, Jess tells Cody he thinks he's a merman. Cody asks his parents to talk to his birth parents, but they won't do it until he reveals he has scales. Then, he, then they tell him where he came from, but they also just tell him to stay out of water so, to avoid the changes. Cody hears his parents arguing, and they're afraid someone will take him away if they find out about, find out about his problems. Cody goes, to the, goes out to the water that day and begins to swim um, like really crazy, and the mermaid sees him. This might be the part where he almost died, like Jasmine said, because it was wild. By the time he climbs out of the water, he's grown fins just in time for Sam to show up. Um, he tells her he needs some alone time. Um, she leaves. She leaves unhappy. Then, while Jess, that while helping Jess learn to swim, Cody is challenged by his bully friend, and then says that he'll be at the state championship meet the next day, even though he shouldn't be in water. At the meet, Cody defeats the bully, and um, who actually spins really fast for being a merman for not being a merman. Cody spins grow, and his bully friend sees them when he tries to get out of the pool. Um, he fries the scoreboard. Okay, I, I I think there's a whole section I just didn't even take notes for. <laughs> as you're reading, I'm like, oh, okay. So I don't know. I'm just going to say what I was going to say. And if I'm ahead, I'm sorry to everybody. Listening. <laughs> but one, this I wrote this quote down. I feel like at some point, Sam, no, not Sam, Cody and Sean had an argument of why Sean was friends with Jess. And I felt like it was very valid that Sean said the same thing. What do I have against him? The same thing you had against him a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know yeah, why he's supposed to Sean, but that was the only the only thing he said that made sense in this movie. That was like, yeah, you're right. Um, call Cody out. Came later, but that's fine. Okay, he never apologized. <laughs> I'm just saying he never apologized to Jess. The whole you're movie. Right. You're right. Um, and I just wish that these people would not have such toxic friends. Speak on it. 
I think that's it because I feel like everything else is way ahead. So someone else take it away. <laughs> that argument with um, his bully friend was when I realized Cody cannot act. He has not delivered a line <laughs> appropriately this entire movie. <laughs> And I'm just thinking about Chris, and it's not his age because Chris Stewart was killing it in Xenon, so he just couldn't act. They should have gone back to the I mall and found another Stewart. boy. What's this was Kristen Dunn. Wait, what's, the, what's her name? Storm. Storm. Oh my Kristen gosh, Storm. never Kristen Stewart. She can never deliver. Yeah, Kristen Storm. <laughs> Sorry. She says Kristen Stewart earlier and it got me mixed up. Kristen Storm. Xenon. Yeah, no, he... He was just there. He was give, he was giving very much Channing Tatum like cardboard, uh, wooden block method of wooden block. And I just oh, no. I was like, okay, all right. Um, I was wondering the whole time, like, where is Jess's mom? Um, I want to know this backstory because was he obsessed with the mermaids then, and someone still decided to procreate with him? I was just I wanted to know that. Um. In the whole scene, which was supposed to be touching with him and with Big John and Jess, um, Big John, oh, that's a terrible name. Um, he was like, there's someone out there crazier than me. And then he was like, you're not crazy. And he was like, thank you, Jess. And I was like, is this supposed to be the heartwarming moment of the film? Because <laughs> this is terrible. Uh, yeah, Cody and Sean, Sean was telling the truth. Like, Cody wasn't that great of a hero wasn't great that great of a character uh he was just kind of there and like he like she said like he essentially did the same thing but like you said Brittany he was helping him out and so he was like oh wow like he's not that bad but I'm like right you're you're probably still a terrible person to other people so and he wasn't I wasn't feeling this little relationship with him and Sam they had no chemistry it was founded upon nothing um the girl in the beginning was like yeah who cares about him being sweet he's the most popular guy in school and that means you're the most popular girl in school and blah blah. i was like that's it like that's the only reason that they're dating uh is because i guess she's popular and he's popular and it doesn't even matter because this is middle school you're gonna have to start over in a year from the bottom of the totem pole so you get ready for that um another spider-man reference he ate a mutant fish, which, okay, I'm just saying, this is the predecessor, predecessor. Um, I don't know why Cody was still confused or, like, so taken aback at, like, the merman thing. I'm like, you, you're growing scales and fins, but you think that this is preposterous. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Um, it was interesting because I was wondering, okay, I was thinking of different alternatives for this whole movie, this whole plot. So I was like, they could have made him like superhero type thing because he had powers. They could have leaned into that. But then they also could have leaned into this like, well, I don't want to say fish out of water story because, <laughs> but him, <laughs> him finding his birth parents kind of struggling with, with that decision that he made at the end or like this kind of journey to figure out who am I? Why did my parents give me up? Because it was weird, the conversation, he was like, I want to find my birth parents, and his mom was just all defensive. And I was like, at some point, you you don't think he's going to ask? And then I'm like, did they not tell him that they found right. him on a boat? Is this the first time they're having this conversation now that he has a mysterious disease, so to speak? Like, what yeah. is... 
Go I on. mean, that's added to making the mom not likable at all because she she just like instantly made it about herself. Mm-hmm. And I was when I was listening to, it, I was like, I wonder what Brittany thinks. What's her social work perspective? I had more, but I I couldn't remember if that happened already or not. So oh, they did it my happen bad. now. But I just yeah, I really don't know what the mom. I mean the I mean you should know that one you found this kid on the back of your boat and also he's about to turn 13 and being an adolescent trying to figure out where you fit in like even before you get to that age you you would have questions at some point like you would have questions cuz he knows he knows that they're not his real parents like his his birth parents so they must have had some kind of conversation about that for him to at least know, oh, you guys are not my biological parents. So I feel like they would have had to expect that he would ask questions. But it didn't seem like they were planning on telling him the story. So I wonder what they told him about where they found him. Who knows? No, I The mom, mom got on my nerves. She just seemed like <laughs> so panicky about like, I don't want to lose my son. And she went, what happened? But I mean, like, that's legitimate. She might not have I mean, it's legitimate. You just don't like her. maybe it would have been... <laughs> no, I mean, I think combined with the whole, like, COVID denial thing and, like, her, like, weird hippie <laughs> vibe, <laughs> I just felt like she was on the wrong side of the history. So <laughs> there's just nothing to give me about her. So I could, I had no sympathy. Like, ma'am, let him go. He got to make his own decisions. You wouldn't even tell him his mom was a mermaid, so. She didn't know his mom was a mermaid. He did just mysteriously appear for her. I guess. (laughs) Brittany is like, I really don't care. (laughs) (laughs) The mom is terrible. But again, why... Why didn't the mermaid just wave or do some or swim over and be like, hey, y'all, silently? Tele- Since she has telepathic abilities that we see at the end with the mom, she could have been like, hey, human mom, that's my baby. But she said, whatever. I don't care. At least I don't have to pay for daycare now. Like, I, I'm not understanding. Um, but yeah, both both the moms were terrible. Both of these moms were terrible. Cody really didn't have much to go on. I mean, Uncle Joey is your dad. Like, I'm not surprised <laughs> at the outcome. He had a deadbeat mom and a mom who almost, like, let him die because she wouldn't get medical attention. <laughs> I just... Incompetent adults. I don't know. Yes. Um, and the part about him being a medical experiment, that would have been an interesting plot. Like, I would have been into that. Like... <laughs> him being taken away and then being in like a military facility like leaning into like superpower like I don't know that would have been a fun movie this was just sad um we have more eavesdropping so yep. I don't know is this number seven I don't know but the parents talk hella loud I'm like okay um Cody when he went swimming he did a 540 in the ocean I caught that and I said I see what you're doing Disney Channel bring it back <laughs> like bring yes <laughs> I don't know what he was doing, but he was flipping around. I said, okay. I mean, sure. Why not? Um, Sam, you can do much better, girl. Cody, you can do much better. Y'all just don't need to be together. Um, you know, honestly, I think Sam and Cody deserve each other. <laughs> well, you know what? You, mm, mm, I see that, too. 
I was about to say something about the state finals, but Brittany, if you want to go. Well, I do have a question. Why are, um, why do they have electric powers? Like, why is that? I don't understand that mermaid part. Like, they carry electricity in their hands, or or explain it with the eel. Maybe that's how they get get things done underwater. (laughs) Yeah, like flotsam and jetsam. I don't know. I wondered about that. It still don't make sense. (laughs) <laughs> I must. I clearly missed the section where it was explained too. So they didn't explain the. All they said is like eels. They didn't really explain why they had them. They just said that they can have them because eels have electric current too. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you, they should have a fin too. They really said, you know what? We just want to do mermaids, but. Let's just not think about it. We're just going to shoot starting tomorrow. Let's just do it. Because, like, nothing is answered. There's so many questions. Nothing makes sense. I just think that I think the opposite. I think that they started with something. They wanted to do mermaids, but let's let's make it parallel with puberty. Mm -hmm. And then that's where it ended. Like, they couldn't figure out how to make anything else work after that. Well, that's ridiculous because, well, I need to go into show business because I could write the script tonight. Like, that would make sense. Like, are you for real? But on budget, though, and for 13-year-olds, because that's a whole other thing. All they had to say, like, the mer people, again, like, is the mom fully mermaid? And did, like Brittany asked earlier, is the is the other parent a human? Is that why he's half human? But then the book no. made it seem like all of them do that. <laughs> But the book, the, no, the book said that. that the the babies could live on Earth with humans up until their 13th year. But they could do it. Okay. As it's, it's not necessarily tradition. It's just an option if it had to happen it's conveniently. So, okay, so can they come back? Can they go back and forth? That's what they made it sound like at the end of the movie. Like he could come back later. But I don't, they didn't really explain any of that. And they never made a 13th year too. The 14th no. year. So right. we have no idea. No. <laughs> <laughs> did he ever come back okay we we jump in the gun to the end but oh my bad yeah. but i'm just like nothing makes sense anyway why why did they make this i you know what we haven't gotten to the rating yet i'm, I'm tired okay carry on <laughs> are we at the swimming meet the championship yeah we, this championship is over i'm just going through these i like the transition from jess jumping in the water for his swim lesson to the shot of them at the swim meet i thought i was like okay that was kind of cool, but the rest of this film, not so much. Uh, the coach and his soft crying again at every meet. I'm like, this man's life is very sad if this is the highlight. Uh, every day is the happiest day. Again, we have another Jerry Springer reference in a decom, which love it. Um, I think he's watched Jerry Springer hardcore back then. Yes. Oof. I can't, I looking to. back at it now, it's like terrible, but I used to be so entertained, but now I'm just like, this is so exploitive. I just can't do it. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. This is, this is the point, well, several points where Big John really just, so I'm sitting here like, do you usually bring binoculars to middle school swim meets? Because this is super creepy and I don't know that they... <laughs> wanted to do this but I'm like did nobody consider how this might look in a like did he think um, the mermaid was going to swim into the pool like what is happening here um and again 
Like they tried to do eccentric and they went way to the edge of creepy. Yes. Like avoid this person at all costs. I like don't leave your kids. It just it was just very weird. Like they maybe maybe the actor maybe it was the actor if he had done something a little different, but he always had this like kind of like distant look in his eyes too that <laughs> makes you wonder like why why did he seem like he wasn't always fully present or he I don't know he he just seemed I think very he wasn't always fully present his mind was always on the mermaid yeah but like I feel like there's ways to do it and play it up where it's like okay you know I don't know like if I think of okay this is a cartoon but like how Beauty and the Beast that his her dad was like eccentric but he seemed, you know, lovable. This dad, <laughs> I'm just like wondering how was Jess's home life? I don't know. The, exactly. He just seemed very odd. And <laughs> I just, I don't, I, I wonder if the actor could have done more to make it less creepy. I don't know. It seemed like he was full throttle. He was so committed to making him <laughs> seem a certain way. Because first I was like, okay, is he supposed to be the villain in this film? Like, even from the opening, I'm like, what is his role here? But, you know, I feel like he didn't really talk to Jess until he found Jess looking at mermaid stuff. And he was like, okay, it is time. <laughs> like, because otherwise, yeah, I'm concerned. I think that explains a lot about Jess's character. To be yeah. honest, like growing up in that situation, um, I felt bad for him. Um, Only uh, important if you're a mermaid. Pretty much. For the day. Pretty much. <laughs> I just, speaking of mermaids, how did no one else see Cody's fins as he's raising his arms several times over and over above the water? Like, did how did no one else see it and say, hey, what's going on there? Did he like go get something to help him swim like i, I don't you know understand. jazz it's, it's because they didn't have the binoculars <laughs> you're right <laughs> you're right they were missing that piece so their vision was impaired got it, got it. Like, i can't <laughs> but Andrea, like you were saying sean is very fast and yeah. cody didn't okay yeah him by that much so then i'm like shouldn't you be super he... fast Right, you're a mermaid. You're not creaming everybody. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he beat a fairy earlier in the movie, so now you extra slow. Like, I'm not understanding. I need y'all to commit. Is he a mer person or not? <laughs> Come on. I don't know. But and I, I wasn't upset at Sean for being upset. Now he acted like he was about to get a college scholarship. I'm like, y'all are in seventh grade. Chill out. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't blame him for being upset because I was like, it, you did. I mean, technically, is that cheating? Like. You have extra ability, so I don't know. Yeah. Yes, it is cheating. So, you know. You don't even have to breathe. Like, Sean Sean had to breathe. You can breathe underwater. Exactly. All right. Back at home after the meet, Cody's parents tried to dry his scales so they'll go away. Jess and Sam show up, and Sam passes out when she sees his scales. When she wakes up, she storms out of the house because Cody's Cody being a fish is too much, as she says. Later at night, Cody goes swimming again, but this time it's like in his dream. He finally meets the mermaid, and they, but they're interrupted by Jess's dad's boat. The mermaid swims away, and Cody goes back to shore. Uh, that night, Cody calls Sam, but she still won't talk to him, so he asks her to meet. Actually, it's the next night. It's not that night. 
uh, just Dad has um, made a trap for the mermaid. At the cove, Sam and Cody meet. They see the mermaid, but Cody's stomach begins to hurt and he falls to the ground in pain. Sam goes to get Cody's parents, but before she can come back, someone throws a tarp over Cody and takes him away. Just realizes his dad took him to set up his trap as Cody completes his merman short transformation. Jess jumps into the water to save the mermaid from the trap, but the trap malfunctions and drags Jess underwater. Cody saves Jess, but he's not breathing, so he uses his electric powers to revive his heart. Then Cody says goodbye to his family and friends because he has to go learn how to be a merman. He meets his mermom and turns into a full merman, and then they swim away with her forever at the end. Boo. All right. <laughs> there was a lot happening mm-hmm. in, like, 12 minutes. Okay. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> if you were Jess, your dad kidnapped your only friend mm-hmm. <laughs> to be bait for his mom. Yep, tell him. Like, kidnapped Her him mom. off a beach as he was sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now you have to go stop your dad from kidnapping your mom and your, fr- or your friend and your friend's mom in a net. I, I don't know how you recover from that. One, two, um, okay, I'm switching to Sam. Sam, I was like, she not loyal, because when it got tough, she said, nah, I need to get out of this situation. Talk, talk <laughs> about it. And everything, and she said, no, 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 <laughs> this is going to ruin my reputation. She said, I got to go, I need to go. <laughs> um, and the nerve of Cody to be all reliant on Jess when you were so rude to him. Just raggedy. Raggedy. Um, oh, going back to Sam. Okay, I forgot that she said, why did you have to keep it a secret? But then when she found out, she panicked. So, mm-hmm. of course, she, I mean, like, why are you asking that? Of course he had to keep it a secret. You couldn't even handle him knowing. Um, you couldn't even handle knowing. And he didn't have a point. People do talk. It's junior high. And then he's the one saying, I'm sorry. Like, what are you apologizing for? Exactly. Sam, I didn't like her at the beginning. I did not like her at the end. So it's a wash. <laughs> uh, the reaction, her fainting. I'm like, girl, you ain't never seen Exabo before. Like, you got to chill out. It's really not that serious. That serious. But I was saying that, you know, he, I understand why she freaked out. Right. Like if I saw that, I'd be like, okay, what's going on? But I'm too nosy to like run away or like leave. Like I want to know what's going on. And so I would have at least stayed. Like I want to hear the story. How long is it going on? Like what, why, how are you a merman? What's the theory? Like Sam was not helpful. And like you said, Brittany, she kept saying like, you can talk to me about anything and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, he can't because we see how you act. Like you turned on him. You was gone. Exactly. So Y'all both dodged a bullet, I guess. Um, and he had, like you said, he had the nerve to apologize. Like, I just, let me see. The fight at the school, that fight was super weak. They weren't really doing nothing, but there's that. Um, and the one black character in this movie is the principal. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> where is everybody? We just, we went from all this diversity last to week. To nothing. <laughs> to, to nothing. I just, okay, y'all, it's fine. Um, I just want to talk, let me talk about Jess before I get to this last ending. Um, Andrea, you know, last time, let's see, what movie was this? We were talking about Brink. 
And we said, why can't people just be themselves? Did you did you also have that thought as you were watching Jess, Jess and Cody's friendship blossom, so to speak? They didn't have a friendship. <laughs> that's not well, that's true too, but that's not what I mean. People they had an exchange. You oh sorry, go ahead, Andrea. <laughs> no, you go ahead. I would just say you tutor me, I will teach you to swim. And now I will save you from my dad who stole you off the beach. <laughs> well, I mean, like, Jess was the best person in this whole movie for me. Yeah. He was. Like, oh, sure. yeah, he was. But I'm just saying, like, I just. I hope no. that he finds other friends because. Well, I hope so. Well, because have a choice. <laughs> exactly. That's what <laughs> That's I like. true because Cody's gone and we don't He's know like, if he ever came back. He No, Cody gone. Um. No, he was like, yeah, I'll, my only friend is a fish. So that's it. But no, I mean, when we talked about the relationship between Val and Brink, I wonder if you saw something similar here. I didn't. I didn't. Okay. I didn't see anything similar here. Because I did not until they had that very awkward scene in which Cody was like, yeah, man, couldn't do this without you. And just gave him a, a very strong hug as they rolled down the beach like two lovers. And so I said, well, that is. <laughs> That was very no, interesting. I didn't see anything there. That's his, that's his only friend. Yeah, but that was friend. too much. That was too much. I'm not saying it's fine either way, but I'm saying the way they shot that scene and choreographed it, I'm like, what are y'all trying? Are y'all trying to say it without saying it? Because <laughs> it was very much, there was no reason for him to do that. Cody couldn't act well enough for anything to be coded anyway. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, maybe Jess felt like he couldn't be himself, and that's fine either way. I'm sure there's some subtext there. It was just a very awkward scene. Um, I don't remember this. Oh, I mean, everything started to blur once we got past. It was was a succession of things. The ending was, can I say, with Jess since they're talking about Jess, the way he hopped in that water with some glasses on, you know some things would have immediately floated <laughs> off. Wow. He would I not have been able to see nothing. What witchcraft is that? The fact right. that he kept these glasses the whole movie. Right. Mm-mm. I just, I don't know. But yeah, Jess is the only person that has some sort of development, has some sort of something. Like, he might as well have been the main character. I'm glad he could swim, um, even though he almost drowned immediately after trying to he swim. Almost, so. he almost died. died. <laughs> swimming, the, thing you, the thing you fear actually happens. I forgot that happened, and I was very concerned. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, I don't remember anybody dying in this movie. <laughs> almost dies. And Okay, they're all just standing on this, I don't know, pier. They, they're lucky that Cody has some electric fingers because nobody seemed like they called an ambulance or nothing. They were just all kind of standing <laughs> around hoping that uh, Jess would come back to life. I'm like, what are you going to do if he had just died there, right? And now it's your dad's fault because he had to kidnap your only friend. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> They never addressed well, I wanted it. What happened to his dad? His dad needs to be in some kind of some place where he's away from children. <laughs> like you, I just I, 
then they tried to make it all happy at the end and the dad had to say oh you're my son i don't want to lose you and i feel like i got the sense that this was the moment the dad realized that his son was important after 13 years <laughs> because he almost killed his own son and his like foolish uh obsession to capture this mermaid i i, I just cannot Nobody. it's just so bad <laughs> It's, it's the 13th year for Cody and Jess. Cody turns into a merman, and for Jess, on his 13th year, his dad started giving a crap. So there's that yeah. parallel story. <laughs> I just, I don't remember this. Um, I don't remember most of this, and I don't remember how creepy the dad is. And that's why I could never understand why they kept playing this movie, because it wasn't that good. Why It was always on, and I never understood why. And still, the mom does not talk. The mermaid just waves. And I don't know what expression she is. she looking sad? Is she looking wistful? Is she (laughs) feeling happy because she sees her son? Apparently, the mom, the other, the hippy-dippy mom can read the mermaid's mom's thoughts. No, they're having a mom. They're having a mom connection. You know, they were having that that thing that moms do when they know each other. That's what was happening there. And then she's like, oh, I don't want to lose my son. Uh, and maybe if she was a better character, I would have cared. But I was just like, you're just so selfish. Let him be. Let him do what he's going to do. Are you going to teach him how to be a merman? No. They really did pack a lot into these last couple minutes. So. It was and then it just lot. ends. And I'm just like, what happened? Did he learn <laughs> okay. how to be a merman? Did he come back? Like, can he talk to his mom? Do they do telepathy? I just, I, I, I think they were implying that he was already telepathically communicating with the mermom. Mm-hmm. Does he find his dad? Is there a dad involved? Well, know. here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking she's like the princess of some empire under the sea, and she was swimming away from the empire with the baby. And that's like the king's baby or something, or the prince's baby from another land. I don't know. And oh. she's trying to escape. She's like political exile or something. <laughs> this is how I'm going to rationalize See, this. That, so that would have been a better movie. <laughs> Sorry, Brittany. You look so irritated, Jasmine. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just over it. I'm over it. Like somebody should have said... We're taking the wrong approach with how mm-hmm. we have this character, the mm-hmm. um, Big John. Somebody should have watched that and said, mm, I don't think this is going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Like, that man could have went to jail. He should have. Kidnapped him. <laughs> if Jess had died, I mean, what if he, Cody had died too? I just, and the mermom. When, what are you going to do when you have the mermaid? I guess put her in a box. He did literally endanger three people. <laughs> Yes. Three people. <laughs> a whole mess. Let me just say, the mom... Okay, so Andrea said earlier the things that they could be amongst people. So I guess that may explain why she can't speak, even though she's been swimming in the same little lake ocean area for 13 years or so, but whatever. Nondescript body of water. Yes. Um. Can you... Her wig was terrible. I just want to say that. I looked real close at it like, ma'am, you live in under the sea. You ain't got no forks or thingamabobs. Like, come on, man. <laughs> I just do, do something. Also, can y'all imagine being a, a mermaid in Lake Michigan? Like, 
I would have been dead in 24 hours. But anyway, Cody was like, okay, cool. I'm gone. F y'all. Like, I, you raised me for 13 years, but I got to go with this woman who abandoned me 13 years ago. So my bad. I'll see y'all next school year. That's essentially how the movie ended. So yeah. he, he's not coming back. He's gone forever. I'm sorry. I wonder if they were planning on doing a sequel and they were just like, no, this was terrible. We can't, we gotta, we can't ever do this again. <laughs> right, because I don't ahead. even want to, I don't even want a sequel. I want to know no. what happens. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> but I don't want a sequel. No. I don't need to see more Big John. I don't need to see Sean <laughs> and Sam being phony. And I don't need to see the mom not believe, continue to not believe in doctors. Can we talk science. about not science? <laughs> she's just, I'm telling you, she's out here. She's one of those people. Can we just talk about Sam real quick? Girl, you've been unhelpful and unsupportive this whole movie. Then you're gonna come to our boy talking about I hope you don't get with any mer girls down there. Shut up. That should be the least of your worries, girl. Exactly. <laughs> oh sh- <ooh>. mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I just don't know why she existed. I like Courtney Draper. I think Draper. I think that's her name. She's cool, whatever. But this one, it. But I feel like Audrey of the plot you were describing. I feel like that stepsister from Planet Weird. But that we'll get there to that one. Oh, really? But I don't remember that one. I feel like they were in political exile. But anyway, I'm like they could have gone so many ways with this movie. It could have been interesting. All this stuff happened in 10 minutes, but the whole movie, nothing actually happens. Like, yeah, he's turning into a fish, but there's no real anything in this movie. It's bland. It's flat. I just... This is Jasmine giving her review. (laughs) I'm sorry. I I know. My bad. We didn't even get there. She's about to give it a... um, She said, I'm going to give it a (laughs) (laughs) 0.065. I'm sorry. I, my bad, y'all. I No, I said I was not going to give anything a zero point, but I don't know. The more I, we talk about this, the more I'm like, okay. Uh, Big John pouring water on Cody. <laughs> that whole thing. Okay. All right. And they never addressed it. I would have, they were all cool at the end. I would have been like, sir, you tried to kill me and you almost got your son like killed. So right. what are you doing here? But everybody was friends. I would have told on him as soon as my parents got there. Call the authorities on Big John. <laughs> um, I, I don't. I don't even know. And then my thought is, you know, can Cody when he comes back, he can't be on the swim team anymore. No. So, so yeah, the one thing he loves. <laughs> so what's what's the point? Um, I'm sorry. When Cody jumped out that water at like Free Willy, I said I'm cutting this off. <laughs> I'm really on the TV away. How dare you? It was, was over terrible. at that point anyway. That's terrible. <laughs> it was really bad. It was very, very bad. The ending makes no sense. Oh, I think I think it was this part he almost died. Because the they were, like, pulling him up on a bar. And I think they, like, it was either this one or that other scene where he, like, jumps out the water and is like, wahoo. And I'm like, what was the, why did they have to include this? What was the point, Disney Channel? But anyway, they were like lifting him up out the water, and I think they flung him like several feet, and he almost died. Oh, I was wondering how they filmed that because I, I was thinking that I was like, how did they get this aerial shot of <laughs> him jumping into the water? <laughs> Super obvious green screen. I just, y'all, this was a very strange movie. 
I don't even know how to describe. Nothing happened. There's a lot of subtext. No character development. No character. And some of the characters didn't make sense. Like, his relationship with those people didn't make sense. Yeah. I don't even have anything like else anybody to add. Could not care less about what happened to Cody. If, if he had stayed, if he went underwater, I didn't care. Which actually, actually, I was happy he left because I knew it was never going to come <laughs> Maybe everybody can do something else. I don't know. Um, can I share with you my interpretation of this? That y'all, I just need y'all to bear with me real quick. Okay. Uh-oh. Open Uh-oh. your mind. All right. All right. We're so, going on a trip. <laughs> we're not favorite <laughs> rocket <journey>. ship. <laughs> hey. Um, <laughs> I like that remix that they have of that song. But anyway. And also... The fact that he just said bye, he didn't even wrestle with his decision to leave everything he had ever known. He was like, I'm a mermaid now. I gotta go. Why? Like, Because I can't breathe oxygen anymore. Like, I literally can't live here. (laughs) I physically can't. I'm just... Okay. Anyway, I just have so many issues with this. But, all right. Have y'all watched Loki yet? No. No. Don't talk about it. Well... What I'm going to say is it's it's not going to spoil anything. That's what people always say. say. Exactly. But but you've seen Lovecraft Country, right? Me? Oh, no. Not that horror show. Yeah, me either. But you can talk about it. I'm never going to watch that. It's really good, though, Andrea. Now, I don't know why they canceled season two, but it's really good. Now, I cover my eyes for most of it, but it's great. It's it's really it's good though. It's poor and black people in the fifties. I was like, no. <laughs> See, yeah, the racism is scarier than the actual monsters. And that's what people say. That's like that's the point. That's I, why I'm not I watching. It. So I was like, but I'm like, if I can get through it, and y'all know how scary I am. So there's a point in this story. So anyway, it's those are just two examples of stories about um, predeterminism and. Des- believing in destiny or fate and so bear with me here follow me down okay, I'm path. like I don't know where you're going <laughs> so I was thinking okay, this following. whole time I'm like nothing maybe I'm missing something there's nothing happening in this movie it is the most boring movie we have watched thus far like even you lucky dog something was going on it was weird <laughs> but there was some to capture my interest and I'm like what is going on in this film then I was like maybe it's like the sea, you know, on the surface, you don't see that much. But when you d- dive deep, there's a lot going on there. So I said, okay, now, the, the beginning of the film, the mom talks about she wants to break free of this, what does she say, capital capitalism uh, regime or whatever. Um, if I could find that. The constraints of a bourgeois capitalistic experience. Okay. And then the boat, if y'all saw Big John's boat said Defiance, that was the name of the boat. And I was sitting there like, okay, well, why would they show this? There has to be something important about it. But I kept watching and nothing happened. And then as I was thinking about the fact that no one had any character development, I was like, and Cody like made his decision so fast that he was like, okay, bye. My mind started turning last night. And so I said, hmm, been watching Loki watching other stuff, all these other shows, this predeterminism thing keeps coming up. And the thought of like the role you play in people's lives, like you you have no free will, your destiny is already predetermined. So no matter what you do, 
it's all going to end up the same. And everybody has a role to play. Like your role might be always the villain or your role might be only to help people achieve their goals or whatever. If you if you believe in that philosophy. So I was like, there's no character development because everybody is playing a certain role and they can't do anything else. Like Jess is the nerd. That's all he talks about is being a nerd. Sam is the terrible person, girlfriend or secondary to this other person. Cody is supposed to become this merman and that's his destiny. He can't do anything about it. He's constantly trying to fight it, but he like eventually is like, I have to be in the water. I have to go to the sea. Uh, The mom, whatever. She's like in her role of like the hippie, whatever. So everybody's got their roles. Now, Jess's dad is a weirdo and a creep, but his boat is defiance. He represents defiance because he's like seen as weird, outcast, whatever, but he's trying to do something different. Jess He's a nerd. He knows his role. He constantly talks about his role. Then he learns how to swim and he does something new. He becomes friends with Cody. He tries to get out of this role. And what happens to him when he tries to swim? He literally almost dies. So he cannot do that. So when you try to break free from your destiny or your role in life, if you feel like that's the case, then you are punished by the universe. And so as soon as he was revived, he was like, okay, I'm cool. I'm a nerd. I'm not doing that anymore. Whatever. We never see him swim again. So I was like, is this movie really under the surface about predeterminism and like the constant pull of destiny and the fact that human beings really have no free will? And that's what I took from this movie because there's nothing else to take. I'm going to say that no one put that much on this Oh, no, they definitely didn't. But I was going, I was looking at other, I was like, okay, this is really weird. So then I was looking at other, I was looking at other podcasts and like there was, they did go deeper into this. I was like, I can't be the only person that thought about this. So then I found another one and they were going, they were really more on the religious allegory piece. And I was like, okay, but anyway, it's called Mountain, Mountain Molehill. They have a really interesting discussion on this and Brink, but I was like, okay, it's not just me. So anyway, I just, that's all I could pull from it. That's, that's the depth that I can go. That's all you could pull from it? That was pretty deep. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty deep. Again, I'm not surprised. (laughs) But this Mm. was terrible. Just tried to step out of his, uh, destiny and almost got got just killed right (laughs) a whole word i think your interpretation is correct and i will go with that from now on that doesn't i also don't like how these movies keep trying to convince us that well capitalism is bad but not but more that you're not supposed to give into it as if you have a choice Mm -hmm. i don't i don't know why what 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 this like mindset was coming from or why they're trying to teach kids this but it's unhelpful. <laughs> it helps nobody. <laughs> it really is. Because, I mean, they end up... See, I want to see Brink 2, where Gabriella has to go to work. Okay. <laughs> I don't see you go soul skating now. But, yeah, I don't really understand. I wonder how many more times it's going to come up uh, as we get into these next, like, early 2000s. I was like, was something happening then? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to come up as much as the early 2000s ones. But we'll see. We have a while before we get there. <laughs> but i'm sorry this movie was awful terrible <laughs> all right should uh, we do cringe worthy moments and everything feel good moments? Okay. i i can go first i have no feel good moments 
<laughs> I, I also have no feeling about it. I every second that Jess's dad was on screen, it was an <laughs> yes, me. yes, immediately. And then yeah, that's that's it. That's what I got. Oh, for all of them, <laughs> that was quick. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, Big John. Just the name is cringeworthy, but the binoculars, everything he did, the shadows. Uh, Sam's reaction to Cody was cringy to me. I I don't know. I just, maybe it wasn't cringeworthy, but it just, mm, it wasn't right. Like, you know, yeah. you, you were never his friend. You know what I'm saying? If y'all had some fins, I'd be like, oh, girl, but what's going on? I'm here for you, okay? Uh, just in case that happens. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate that, Jazz. Be real. I'll bring you some uh some Eucerin or some ointment. Um, feel good moments, none. Well, I was glad Jess learned how to swim and then he drowned. So I mean, whatever. <laughs> it's it's really none. None for me. I don't I didn't feel enough for this movie to have a cringe or a feel good, I guess. <laughs> I didn't love the way I didn't love Cody and Jess's friendship, but I didn't really care. I was, if nothing, nothing stood out as anything worth anything for me. I like the swimming. I did enjoy the swimming. I guess I like competition in movies or something. Cause I like the, the skating and brink too. So I did like the swimming. Ratings. Jasmine, you want to go No, go ahead, Brittany. Go ahead, Brittany, because I got to write a few notes real quick. Go ahead. Oh boy. Um, our dissertation on the review. Uh, okay, so I didn't really come up with a number. I'm just gonna go off the top of my head, and I'm gonna give this movie a two. I'm gonna give this movie a two. Um, I'm like, should I give it a one? <laughs> I just don't feel like I can rewatch it. No. And I think I'm just so creeped out by Jess's dad that one that and just. All the plot holes, and a lot of these movies have plot holes, true, but the the ride is still more enjoyable, so you don't, you know, care about it, yeah. On. Yeah, exactly, but this one just had plot holes and creepiness, and um, the two is probably only for the nostalgia of me remembering the main kid, Chez Starbuck. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it but like it really just overall didn't really make sense um I feel like the acting wasn't there um it didn't get me as invested as I feel like it could have and I just I'm really just put off by just his dad honestly and the fact that he almost killed like three people it just bothers me so I don't think I can rewatch this movie <laughs> That's my rating. Yeah, I never wanted to rewatch it when it was out. And I could never understand why they kept playing it. It drove me crazy. <laughs> it was 2005 and they were still playing this movie. It's like, move on. <laughs> I can't. I just, I really used to, I'm really sitting here questioning my, my judgment and discernment. Now, yes, I was eight, nine. Um, but I can't believe I used to really like this movie. Like, I would be excited when it came on. And I'm like, girl, what would be so you're the reason it kept coming on? It's your fault. <laughs> My bad, y'all. I kept watching it. Well, I don't know. I don't think I was still watching it in 2005. But I was def. I really liked this movie. So I was very disappointed. I'm like, what? 
what was I watching? Nothing happened. So I'm trying to, so one, the question, is it good or is it nostalgia? It's all nostalgia. This is terrible. Um, the main character wasn't super likable. He didn't have a character arc, no development. The side person ha- should have been the main character. Most of the characters, especially the female characters, are one-dimensional. They're not great actors. There's no point in them being there. There's no point to them having made this film. It is bland. It is generic. A wasted opportunity. They had a really interesting premise because usually, you know, mermaid stories are for girls and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, interesting. A euphemism or metaphor for puberty. Let's see where we can go here. They said, no, we don't want this to be a great movie. We don't care about plot or explanation or even good camera work or lighting. (laughs) They just did not care at at anything, even though this had a very large budget, apparently. Seriously? Yeah, and I think they went over budget. Oh, what? I don't know. Um, I guess how did this have a larger budget than they, um, that doesn't make any sense. I think they went over budget on that machine they used to throw what's his face into the air. <laughs> so I'm like, they only do this stuff for boys. It's only because he's a boy. That's it. <sighs> I just it was really exhausting to get through. Truly a journey. I felt like I had swam several miles. <laughs> So no no key messages, themes. I had to literally just make up something in my mind to make this make sense. So no, um, I'm giving this film, you know what? I was going to give it a one, honestly, 0.95 for me. Um, <laughs> because it doesn't deserve a solid rating. Like, I don't want to be harsh. My rating scale does not make any sense because it's not consistent. But how dare you? How dare you release this film and expect us to really sit and watch it? This is and then have the nerve to put it on Disney Plus. Yes. Mm. Shame. Blasphemy. I know I keep saying this, but this movie came on so often that I remembered all the little commercial bits. Like whenever, like the parts that were on the commercial before the movie came on. I'm, I'm sorry. That's about, that's my last time. <laughs> oh, did y'all listen to the song at the end in the credits? No, I ended it and left. I listened for like 30 seconds. I'm I'm adding that to cringeworthy. Terrible. What was you, the song? <laughs> it was a made-up song. It's called 13th Year. It's awful. I never want to oh, hear I'm it. I'm not going back to listen to it. I'll take your word for it. No, it's not helpful. I, why did they make this movie? Mm. I don't know. I'm never watching it again. No, I don't think I gave my rating, but 2.5, so we have numbers across the board, 2.5. Why 2.5? Because I didn't feel anything. <laughs> there, <laughs> there was no influx of emotion in either direction, so <laughs> the middle. <laughs> That's very generous of y'all. <laughs> I just, I, I liked this better than, like, You Lucky Dog, I actually hated, right? Like, You Lucky Dog, I was upset that we watched it. This, I was like, okay, this was a waste of time, but whatever. <laughs> so, I'm not going to remember it. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. What what did I give you? Like, I don't know. Whatever. Again. Oh, I can tell you. I pulled it up. You gave you Lucky Dog a 1.25. Okay. That makes sense. I'm fine with my final answer. <laughs> All right. I like- yeah. Yeah, please. Whew. And I've got no more words to spare for this movie. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up this review of the 13th year. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to like, subscribe, and leave a comment. You can find us on anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.